And we are back. Hello, everyone. How's it going? And welcome to another episode of The Journey There with your host, Carlisle Chua. And I am so sorry that I did not post last week. Guys, honestly, it's been really, really hectic. It's really... I, I Honestly, I can't even find the words to explain how busy the past two weeks have been for me. I was leading this um super-duper... Well, not super duper big and important thing, but it was an important um, meeting for my internship. And they asked me to be the lead support of it this time around. And it's been pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Like, if you didn't know, I'm interning right now for IJM, International Justice Mission. And basically, I'm part, I'm um, interning for the national executive office and that basically means that i'm interning for the legit head of the whole organization like he's like the president i don't know i I don't know how to explain it i guess he's the president of it he's like basically the head of eb here in ijm and it's been pretty cool but i've been working with the top dogs of ijm and because of that this event was a lot of pressure on me because they wanted me to be lead support and I had no fucking idea how to do that. Sorry, it's only been a minute in. And if you guys are new here, yes, I curious. Hi, guys. I'm Carla Chua. Um, and if you know me and if you don't know this side of me, you got to get used to it. Um, yeah. So basically, they did ask me to be lead support this time. And it was just really scary because I'm not normally the logistics side of everything. Um, I guess in terms of like org work before, I'd always be like the planner, always be the program's head and shit like that. But I would never ever be logistics. I would never be the one to do acquisitions or anything like the behind the scenes stuff. I'm not very good at that. So like this was a whole new um, realm for me. But it was really cool. I learned a lot. Um, it was basically a what was it called? Like a Philippine leadership something meeting and we were basically talking about how to better lead the people in IJM and it was really cool because we learned a lot about how to cultivate a, a learning and growth environment for the people and it's really cool because like I never thought that such a big organization like IJM is um an international organization so like there are a lot of tiers and a lot of like different separations per department here already I wouldn't think that the EB would be so focused on the development of their staff and their employees so much as they are but because of the fact that we're working in the pandemic the more they care about it the more they're concerned with it honestly i'm not sure how they are like i don't know if it's more or not but like this is more care for the employees that that i have ever seen ever like, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, in my old organizations before, they would care about the member relations and everything like that or member development and whatever. But, like, really, it's a whole other thing to see, like, grown-ass adults trying to still provide a growth environment for other grown-ass adults. Like, I-, I just find it so cool because I always thought that as an adult you don't have much more, like, you don't have that much room to grow anymore. Like, if you're 30, 40, 50 years old, it's like, you already are, like, the wisest you could ever be. But, like, 
working with these people has been pretty a uh, pretty humbling experience because it just goes to show that all of them parang they all have the same mindset as us parang we all are, we all are just trying to get by and i was able to put like input a lot during the meeting and like they were like commending me it was really nice to get like a pat on the back like good job carla like that was a very good in, um comment or suggestion that you had and i was like oh my gosh thank you like what like i loved getting validated guys and i finally got that validation in this meeting um aside from that it was my sister's birthday as well so i really just did not have time to like um talk at all uh last week like literally my brain has just been go 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 like no stop and yesterday or well i guess when you're when you're hearing this it's been two days already but two days ago was my mom's 50th birthday and we organized um a zoom surprise for her with all of her friends all of her um colleagues and her and our family members and everything they all went even those like abroad which was really cool because my mom was supposed to have a birthday party on site but now that the delta, delta virus is popping um it's been less uh i don't know honestly it just sucks like both my parents never got to celebrate their 50th birthdays and we've always been the type of family to make these things big so now it's just it was just really sad like my mom was really really looking forward to seeing her family but we couldn't so we prepared like a lot a lot a lot of videos for her and honestly it's it felt like a legit org event like the production that was put into it, the thought that we had a budget, a lot of money was put into this. And like, I don't know, it was just pretty cool um, to work with my siblings because if you guys don't know, my siblings are pretty good at working as well. Like, they're really stacked, um, like really smart people. Like, my sister was like the, or what do you call it? The student council president of USD. And like my sister, my little sister is really smart too. Um, and so, with, well, but she's still in high school, you know, and sh- we're trying to groom, not groom, I don't know, trying to train my little sister into um, becoming a leader as well. So we've been trying to teach her how our leadership styles are and all, everything. But honestly, my brain and my Atta's brain has been have been clashing as frick. Um especially with this project because the way that she works is that she micromanages everything and I hate micromanagers as in like with the with everything in my being I hate micromanagers so um seeing her micromanage the, the smallest details for me was so annoying and we would fight so much about it um but at the end of it we both um we came to com- some compromises in the all and she learned to be a little bit more flexible while I learned to be a little bit more, uh, I guess, understanding and forgiving with other people's leadership styles or whatever. And we ended up with a really, really good program and we had a lot of fun with it. My mom super duper enjoyed it and like she was just telling us over dinner just now that she was just really crying over the videos because it super touched her and like, I don't know it's just it's just really nice to see how it all played out because we were we have been complaining about this event for the longest time like it was just kind of forced onto us to do and it was not fun because 
we were more of like as her children we were expected to do something special for our mom and don't get me wrong i would have done something special for my mom whether or not um i was told to but i would have liked it better if it was out of my own volition and out of my own like time uh this was kind of just thrusted onto us because our my mom's family like her sisters and everything like that it's just uso in our family to always have surprises and always throw parties so it always depends on whose birthday it is you know what i mean like it's like the 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 main family is my my like my mom her siblings they have she has like 11 siblings okay if you don't know that she has 11 siblings and like there's just one head for all of the events and depending on whose birthday it is from the siblings that that they're gonna be your core team so like it's my tita as the major project head and then under her are the children of that said celebrant and because it was my mom's birthday she they, it was us and we were just like oh my god like I, my sister's studying for the boards right now and she's really dying and it's just so sad that she had to put a lot of her time into this um and I, i'm working right now as well obviously and i had to put a lot of time into this and poor chloe poor thing she was really struggling because she's been she i this is her very first event i guess to really be this hands-on in so she was really really overwhelmed super duper fast like she was drinking coffee at night staying up super duper late editing videos and like trying to make everything work um so there was a lot of uh blood sweat and tears that was put into this day and it was just very nice to see it all come to fruition and very successfully might i add so yeah i don't know very very busy few days so i'm again really really sorry that i have not come to talk to y'all but i'm back and i also almost forgot last before we get into the meat of this podcast but i opened a facebook for the podcast and guys you know man, i opened up the facebook oh i had a facebook page for my old blog um before the after talk let's not talk about it but like i just talked about it but basically um i wasn't not i was i just didn't feel it as much anymore um and so i took it down and i put it back up and now i'm actually taking it seriously um i learned how to do some little super small super duper little baby um thing on procreate and i've been having a lot of fun with it i really like to doodle if you don't know that about me and like just doing the stupidest things on procreate has been the highlight of my days for the past few days um so it's just been really fun to learn a new thing and to do it for something that i love so much which is this pod so yeah here's the growth um if you don't follow it yet go to www. I can't say it. www.facebook.com slash thejourneythere.pod and we're also on Instagram if you don't know that. It's um, instagram.com slash thejourneythere.pod There we go. Okay, now we can go start the actual pod. 
Okay, so I don't know. Honestly, I feel like this is not this should not be the very first episode people come into, you know, um like new people, like newcomers, new listeners because like this is an episode that I do not have a plan for. I do not have notes laid out in front of me. Um literally, this is just from the top of my head and just me um freestyling. <laughs> freestyling. Uh, like if you're new here just know that i mm, mm, i try as much as possible to provide structure in the things that i talk about um especially over the last few episodes or the last couple of months but like right now just feels better if i just talk about it freely um and that's because it's about mental health and honestly mine has not been doing too hot as of lately and i know that it's not also for a lot of my friends um i don't know if it's because of the weather i don't know if it's because of all the pressure being put onto people but it's like breakdown season right now you know how there's like breakup season where everyone's falling apart and shit like that dude everyone's breaking down as of lately like crying all the time being so sad and i'm not like even talking about one person in particular or anything like i'm really not making parinig to anyone everyone i know right now is just not having a good time and for me personally it's because of the rain and it's because i'm of the doom i'm feeling from the delta virus the lockdown again and everything and the fact that all i have left is work and academics makes me so 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 empty inside makes me feel sad and guess what guys like i mean like mm, i kind of love what i'm doing i'm not kind of i love what i'm doing i know that what i'm doing uh is going somewhere and it's leading me to the right like right path right direction whatever but it just makes me really really sad because i have not been feeling too hot i have not been feeling very motivated or when i wake up in the morning i don't feel alive or i don't feel like there's anything remarkable about my day or like a highlight of my day if you don't know this about me um I've been doing this one second a day every single day since February. Yeah, I know. It's so sad that I didn't get to do it January, but like whatever. Um, Yeah, I've been doing this since Feb. And this is the first month where literally nothing is fucking happening in my life. Literally nothing is worth like capturing. Well, not nothing, nothing. But like there's not a lot in every single day that I can capture to make my one second a day interesting, you know? And that makes me so sad because it's like, what? Like, is has my life become so bland? Honestly, guys, I've really been thinking about it. There's nothing special about my days anymore. And because of that, there is just no excitement in it. And, like, I'm not kidding you. I've settled into a routine and, like, normally that would be a good thing for me because, like, I'd be so proud Now, yeah, I've been working out in the morning, I've been napping in the afternoons, blah, 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 working at blah, la, 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 la. But, like, I genuinely feel like a robot going through every single day, doing the exact same things every, like, all the time. It's make, It makes me feel so empty and sad. And 
it doesn't help that I can't even go outside to jog because like, or like the sun isn't out for me to feel some vitamin D. You know what I mean? Like, guys, I need sunlight. I feel like a freaking flower. I need sunlight to feel alive. And there has not been any sun. Honestly, before, I used to complain that it was so hot all the time. And I hated sweating my ass off. But like, now that it's raining and it's really, really cold all the time, I hate it as well. Because like, now I'm just depressed. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't feel good anymore and it sucks because it's not like a doom i don't feel like a like an actual low i don't feel like i'm at a low i feel literally nothing as in this is so ugly like this white noise that i'm feeling inside my body my soul it's so unsettling because it feels like i should be feeling filling it with something but there is nothing to fill it with it makes me so sad and i know that other people are feeling this way also because everyone has been opening up to me about it that they've just been feeling unmotivated less productive some people have been honestly like breaking down a lot dude a lot and i understand for some people like my sister she's been breaking down because of her med boards and like i don't think she'll mind if i talk about this because like you know she'll never even listen to this podcast yeah whatever i we've agreed as well that my sister will never or i don't know if my little sister listens to this but like we agreed as sisters that we won't listen to my podcast because that would have been that would be weird and they listen to me as like they listen to me all the time anyway so it's like why do they have to listen to me some more you know what i mean um and aside from that they really hate the fact that i'm so like sentimental and so like reflective and introspective they really hate that they're like can you stop thinking all the time i'm just like girl i'm just having fun over here like going into the depths of my soul why can't you just let me be but yeah so as much as possible my conversations with my sisters we try to make it light and we try to talk we talk about deep things for sure but when it gets too deep and too heavy they don't want to talk about it anymore so they'll probably hate this podcast but anyway going back to what i was saying about my sister she's been really sad because because she's been feeling a lot of pressure from um her boards and like i know a lot of people have started law school as well a lot of my friends have started law school this past week i think or this month i'm not even sure anymore but they've just been non-stop reading and reading and reading and studying and like i just don't think we're okay like what i don't know guys but for me personally i highly believe that studying is in can be enjoyable it can be it's like possible but you can't do it at home (laughs) like i mean you can but like you can't be locked at home forever it's so not fulfilling and it makes me it makes studying feel so monotonous when you're just at home and you're just reading all the time. You wake up, you sit down on your desk and you study again. It, it There's something about going to a cafe or like studying with your friends like in person that makes you feel a little bit less dead inside. And because we don't have that now in the pandemic, everyone's just empty. And it's so sad. I'm telling you, a lot of people have broken down to me this past week because they feel so robotic. And 
we're all feeling this robot like this roboticness in different ways but isn't it weird that we're all feeling it like what the hell like what's going on is it just july does july just suck like i genuinely hate the rainy season and it sucks because i used to love it so much it used to be my favorite season because at least now i'm not sweating you know what i mean but like oh it's not fun to be up like depressed like that what the hell and okay i don't say it lightly okay i don't say if you don't know this about me and if you're a new listener I don't take it lightly. I don't take mental health very lightly. I talk about it very seriously. And I don't say, I don't just throw around the words depression and anxiety like they're nothing. Okay. Like I am depressed. I am diagnosed with mild depression. And it has not been helping that I do not see people around. I do not go outside. I literally stay within the confines of my four walls. It's not fun and it does not feel um, alive to me and it sucks. Um, and I'm just really trying as hard as possible not to get into my rut, not, in, not to fall into my like abyss because once I fall in, I'm not going to be able to come out for months. And I'm so, so, so scared of that. So I'm just keeping the ball rolling. But honestly, even with this podcast, I couldn't talk. I couldn't find anything to talk about like, or anything interesting to say. And I already told you guys, like, I wouldn't want to record something with like half-assed or something that I wouldn't, I don't believe in. Or like I'm not impressed by. Honestly, guys, I recorded an episode for today that is not ever going to see the light of day because it just felt so empty to me. Or maybe I was just feeling a particular kind of emptiness the time that I was recording it. And I was pretending like I didn't feel that emptiness. So like everything I was saying for me, I kind of felt like I was disassociated from my body because suddenly I was just hearing my own voice and I like I could hear what I was saying while I was saying it and parang my brain just split screen and like I was just reacting to my own voice and it just and my own thoughts and it was just so weird and felt so uncomfortable and at the end of that episode i just did not feel satisfied with it i did not feel proud of it and that's why i'm re-recording and honestly this might be a short episode because no lie i'm running out of things to say as well but i just wanted to be very blunt when i say that my mental health's not doing too hot and I think that's okay. I think that we should be able to, uh, I guess, call ourselves out whenever we're feeling certain ways. It's okay to call yourself out when you feel unmotivated. You don't always have to push yourself to the very breaking point and only like, tell yourself you're not okay when you're crying already. I think that's the problem with everyone, huh? Like Everyone just thinks that you're not okay when you're crying or when you're sobbing or when you're broken. You're 100% breaking down on the floor already. I don't think that's how it should go. I honestly think that when you're feeling uncomfortable, when you're feeling unsettled already, when you're having a hard time falling asleep or waking up or getting out of bed, that's when you're not okay already. And you need to call yourself out for that already so that you're you'll be able to take preemptive measures or like you have to you'll be able to take care of yourself sooner 
rather than later when you're more incapable of doing that. Because I don't know, personally for me, when I'm not okay, when I'm not, when I, when my mental health is at its low, I can't take care of myself anymore. So while I'm still like up, might as well do something so that I could avoid the low. I don't know. Maybe I'm running away from the low. I don't know, guys. Honestly, at this point, I should I should go back to my counselor. And I am. Tomorrow or when this this specific episode comes out, I will be going back to my counselor already. It's been a year since I've talked to her last. Oh, and it's so funny, guys. It's really, really funny. But my counselor, I don't know if I'm, I think I'm allowed to say it. I mean, it's my personal shit, right? But like um, the last time I was with my counselor, we were talking about something. I don't have to say what, but like she basically told me that I have to break up with my last relationship. Like she was like, you should leave it. And I was like, what? How dare you? And I was like, no, you don't understand my love this person like how dare you tell me to break up with them when i just cried and open up to you about this relationship blah, 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 blah and so i never spoke to her again after that legit tomorrow or oh, thursday today is going to be the day or the first time i'm ever going to be reconnecting with my counselor ever since she told me to break up with my last relationship like what and i was the one who reached out to her this time well, duh, I think that's how it really is supposed to work. You're supposed to be the one to, uh, you're kind of expected to be the one to look for help, which sucks, but like there's no other way to go around it. I'll talk about it in a bit. But basically, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I was the one who reached out to her. And I just, I'm just kind of proud to tell her, naman, na things have gotten better since the last time she talked to me. Like, um, what did we talk about last? Oh, because literally, I think the time that I was going on, like, going to counseling was April? May? 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 Maybe? Huh? Was it even June? Huh? Parang no. Huh? Basta summer. I summer. Summertime. Um... I was in counseling at the time when COVID was like only starting to rise and we just got our free pass. Like we were, what's the, what's the academic freeze? Ateneo went on an academic freeze and that's when I started counseling because I was, I think I was going crazy. I don't think I was in a good headspace at the time and I wasn't for sure. But I have made so many huge strides since the last time I talked to her. And when I reached out to my counselor again, um, I think just yesterday, I, I was just so excited to call her because I was like, I just want to, I want to just say it to her na, hey, look at me, I grew. Um, I'm not in that relationship anymore. And not that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm, proud of hurting my ex or anything like that but i'm proud that i was finally able to see what she was telling me from the very start it was really cool because like at the i guess at the time or i'm very the way that i cope is that i i'm very in denial of things i run away from a lot of things honestly when i was diagnosed with depression i 
I did not believe it. Legit, I was like, no, they're wrong. Like, they don't know me like that. They don't know my story. What if... Because I got my... I was diagnosed, like, through call. Like, I had a call with a psychiatrist. And that's how they diagnosed me. And once I got my diagnosis, I was like, no, that's not it. Like, this is not how I get diagnosed. Like, I should be running... They should run more tests on me. They should observe me some more. They should bring me to their clinic and watch me walk around and move around and whatever. Like, I was really like, I did not believe a freaking licensed uh, licensed professional, guys. Like, I was so in denial and I felt like, I thought, I really genuinely thought that I knew better than this psychiatrist looking at me telling me I'm depressed. I was like, no. No, I'm not depressed. Like, what girl you are? Like, what the hell? You paid her, like, thousands of pesos. Of course she knows what she's talking about. She's licensed. Like, what the hell? Like, you're a freaking legal management major. What do you know, girl? Like, the hell? But, I don't know. When I was in counseling, I was always like, you don't know me. You don't know my story. Bitch, I opened up to her. She's my freaking counselor. Of course she knows my story. Of course. I, and she's been trained as well to understand people. Of course she knows my story. Of course she knows what I'm saying. Like, oh my God. I was just like, are counselors even allowed to tell you to break up with people? Blah, blah, blah. I think she just broke protocol. Blah, 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 blah. Like, what? Girl, what? Why did you have to? But I rationalized everything rather than just accepted um, the advice that was given to me by professionals and it sucked but now it's been a year and I feel like I'm a little bit more mature and a little bit long I don't know honestly but I think I'm a little bit more mature and I think that I'm stronger now to take in hard truths and more open-minded to hear ugly things that I've never wanted to address before um i think that the people around me are much healthier and oh one of the things as well that i used to be problematic about in counseling was um my abandonment issues uh sorry if i'm making this another like if this is a therapy session or something but like i just have abandonment uh, abandonment and attachment issues i think um, and so we were talking about like how this one of my ex-best friends really like her departure from my life really um, disturbed me and upset me and hurt hurt me. And not because of her, but be- I think it was my fault. But parang I needed some help and counseling to come to terms with that uh, departure and friendship breakup. And now a year later, I'm doing pretty okay. I'm I'm better with my attachment issues and my detach my huh my abandonment issues. I think I'm parang I don't take abandonment as hard as I used to anymore. No lie, they still hurt like bitches, but I think that the loss is not as painful as it used to be. And I think that's enough growth. You know, like that's that's growth in itself to see 
that you used to be so much worse than you are now. I hope. I don't know. I I just I just want to be proud of something, and this is my, I guess for now, like everything that I'm holding on to. Um, and yun nga, I was just saying, like I'm not doing that hot, but I'm also not in my lowest low. I'm not like going crazy or anything, naman, or I'm not like at rock bottom. And I thought I sought it. Uh, I don't know. I sought it out to go back to counseling and this period of my life or this specific time where I'm not too too happy, not too sad. So that I don't know, like hmm, so that it's not just when I'm sad that I talk to her. You know, like it's like. You know how I yeah, I don't know how to say it, but like you know how some non-believers of like some non-believers of God, okay, like they like, why do you only pray to God when you need something? You're not you don't really love God, blah blah blah. So there must not be a God if you're not gonna whatever stuff like that. Um I think the same thing could apply to therapy, where you shouldn't only go to therapy when you're not your best but you should also go when you're doing okay because therapy is not supposed to be just a time to release but it's also a time to like better yourself i think that's what i see therapy as and that's what i see help as of course it's a time to release of course it's going to always be a safe space but for me it's also a place where i should be able to rebuild myself with the help of this professional, you know, who understands my brain, who understands the inner workings of my soul and whatever. I think that they are the people who could best help you understand yourself and redirect your life to where it should go or where it should go next at the very least. Um, Yeah. But Yun, I also just wanted to say about looking for help and how unfortunately you have to be the one to look for it. Um I guess when I very when I started my mental health journey, I was always so bothered that I had to be the one to reach out to people instead of them reaching out to me. Um I guess in school, right, there, there's always going to be this, like, th- there will be guidance counselors who, like, approach you, like, hey, are you okay and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I think we have to realize that no one understands or no one sees us the way we see ourselves. So no one really understands if you're doing okay or you're not. Um, I think before... I was just so angry because I was like, how dare you not notice that I'm not doing okay? How dare you not see that I need your help? Why don't you reach out to me? It's so self-centered of you to think that everyone's just watching you every step you make, every move you make. Everyone's dealing with their own shit. Everyone's going through their own lives and probably other everyone's going through their own mental struggles as well, their own baggages to unpack. Of course, no one's just gonna watch you all the time and 
decide you need help? What if you don't? And what if they do? They wouldn't know and they wouldn't they wouldn't ever impose on you that you need help. Because the only person who knows that shit is you. Sure, you can always open up to people and they could always like you could literally tell someone like I need help, I need help. But at the end of the day, I think it should be you. Um who still kickstarts your mental health journey. Because personally for me, it was so hard to look for any help, any form of help at all. Because in the Philippines, I don't know. I don't really know. Maybe it's easier for other people. But for me in particular, who don't, who doesn't really... I don't really know like therapists. I don't know psychiatrists. I don't know... Um, places to do those things it's not very widely talked about where i'm from or where i'm what i'm surrounded by like yeah my friends go to therapy and shit like that but we never parang, we never talked about where it is or how to do it how to start it and stuff like that sharing contacts and everything like it was it's never that widely talked about um so i was always lost uh but I always had to be the one to look for people. I had to be the one to research online. Where can I get counseling? Where can I talk to people? Where can I, you know? And it it's so disheartening when you wait for someone else to do it for you, you know? Like, you want... Well, for me personally, I waited for my mom. I waited for my mom to fix my shit for me. Like, because, you know, your parents are... Oblige, like they're they're obligated to take care of you because you're their kid. And I was so mad at my mom because I was like, "Why aren't you sending me the therapy? You know, you're the one who caused me (laughs) all these issues." No, she didn't, guys. Um, but I was so mad because I was like, "Why don't you do this for me? Don't you love me enough to do it for me?" But guys, again, at the end of the day, it's it's up to you to take charge of your own mental health. And if you feel even the slightest bit of discomfort and like not okayness, then it's okay to look for help. Maybe like I think the hardest part, and I think it's pretty privileged of me Namandin to say that it's so easy to just reach out. Guys, I'm thinking like I'm not paying for my therapy. Like, of, of course, it's so easy to say, like, just just ask for help. Just look for help, you know? It's not that easy. But there's always going to be help somewhere. And I think now we're just trying to make help more accessible. But at the same time, you should not seek help from your friends. Not in the way that like you should um you shouldn't tell them that you you're, you need help. Like I think I'm I'm all for like opening up to your friends. Hello. I I have a support system that I love like crazy. But at the end of the day, you cannot make them your therapist. That's what I mean. Like you can seek help, but don't expect the help you need to come from an unlicensed person. Like, you're not going to get it. And at the same time, you're going to be harming them because they are not equipped 
to help you that way, to heal you that way. You know, I think that's the problem with everyone that they think that they're fr- not everyone, man, but like some people that they think that their friends can fix it for them. They don't need therapy because they already have a good support system. But I'm telling you, if you are not doing okay and you are putting that on your friends, they will eventually not be okay as well. The training that these therapists go through, they are also equipped to guard themselves and to take care of themselves so that they do not get affected by your trauma. Because there are certain people like me, I'm highly, highly empathetic. Like, it's a blessing and a curse, but I really am. It's like a, it's like a talent of mine, I guess. And it, it really does happen to a lot of people that as an empath, I strongly feel other people's feelings. And there's this thing that I'm learning in IJM where you have to form like certain boundaries talaga when you're dealing with survivors, victims, because the trauma, you can still get secondhand trauma from them. Oh my God, I forgot that I never really had that episode about the talking about trauma, no? I should still do that. Oh my gosh. Guys, next time, promise talaga. But anyway, like, I'm just saying that you are not going to be getting good help if you're going to get it from people who are not equipped to give you that help. As much love and support as your friends can give you, as your family can give you, I think it's always going to be best if you ser- if you look for a professional. Guys, I'm telling you, even in school lang, or if you're working, I'm sure that there's also like people support in your offices as well. There, I'm telling you, people are really, really trying to provide that support nowadays or thank goodness in IJM they really like actively try I hope it's like that for other companies organizations but like I've been surrounded by people by people who are like who professional people who are making it known that it's important to ask for help from the right people um because you can always ask from for help but if you don't ask from the right people then you might not actually be getting any productive help or you might not even be making any progress because you're not getting it from the right people. You know what I mean? It's like asking for math lessons from an English teacher. Not saying that English teachers are bad at math, but I'm just saying that English teachers are not equipped to teach you about math. So you might you might be getting help but you're not really getting the help that you need. Gets. Mm, so it's just like that. I think that's the only way that I can actually really um describe it. But it has to be you. That you have to be the active initiator of your mental health journey. Because I'm sorry to say it. But like it's a very independent journey. It's very, it's very, it's one for all. You know, it's, it's just. It's it's just for you. It's just your journey. Everyone has their struggles. Everyone has their own trauma to sort through. So you have to do it yourself. Um, 
I think that's just the hardest part. And that's okay. Um, I don't know, guys. And also, I just want to say that everyone's feelings are valid. You don't have to be um, depressed or you don't have to be uh, really like sad, 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 sad or broken or daddy issues or like traumatized to get therapy. If you can get therapy, if you can get help, you should get help. If you could get counseled, you should get counseled. Because I just think, again, going back to what I was saying Therapy is not only just a place for release. It's also a place to refine yourself, to be a better person, to just learn about yourself more and to be better from it. Because for sure, all of us have our own problems. All of us have our own insecurities. There is a certain way for us to get better from them. And that's why I super advocate for looking for help. Um, And although I don't really have that many resources... If you want help and if, you, if you're looking for it, I guess you could always just talk to me about it and I could try my best to help you out too. And I could, oh, I don't know. We could always just talk about our own journeys. If you have like any frustrations you want to let out as well, I'm telling you, I'm right here and I probably understand your struggles. If I don't, then it's okay. I could just listen in any way. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's it's nearing 9 p.m. over here and i still have a meeting for ijm and i know right it's like past business hours but or office hours but it's an international meeting and i just wanted to say that because eh, flex eh, i'm just kidding i'm just really excited about this meeting sounds very cool um but it is with people from abroad so i gotta go prepare for that um hopefully I'll be a little bit more alive next week. Sorry if this was a heavy topic. Sorry if this is your first time talking to me or listening to me. But I hope you stick around. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.